Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Folks, another episode of the Short Shift Podcast. 139 times now we're doing this shit. And I uh, don't see us stopping anytime soon because this fucking team is undefeated. And I'm loving the hockey season so far, boys. Uh, lots to cover in this game. We're going to talk about the two games that we saw. And uh, more importantly, we're going to talk about this slow-ass trip to the West Coast. Uh, why do we have a bye week, boys? Andrew, please tell me why we have a bye week. We've played two games, and now we have to wait till Thursday. This this episode is probably the one thing our listeners was looking forward to this entire gap. So pressure's on us to have a good episode. But why why five days off? Because the NHL is run by incompetent tits. Like, who did... Th- why? Why would you do this? Why... Why not later in the season? Why don't, why does, why don't teams, why doesn't the league want teams to get into a rhythm? Like, every, this happens to one team every year, at least. Well, they, they yeah, it's actually happening to multiple. Yeah, it, it's happening to multiple teams right now as well. Like, the Ducks have played like once, maybe twice at this point. Yeah, they, play, they played twice, and their first two games were back to back. Yeah. And that was, they, they started like four days after everybody else. Um, there's a, there's a bunch of weird shit going on. Why do we have a slate of 12 games and then the next day have one game? Mm-hmm. Like, are we are we that far down the totem pole of like these arenas scheduling? Is that the problem where Here's everyone's one. like everything else comes before hockey? Mm-hmm. Here's one. Here's one. Monday, five games, all of them. Seven o'clock starts on the East Coast. Not only did they perfectly match up the start times, but somehow they perfectly matched up all the commercials. <laughs> they, put, they had stoppages at the same fucking time, and mm-hmm. all the, I swear to God, it was rigged. Oh, it was brutal. Why wouldn't you at least stagger one for like a half hour or Just a half hour. hour? Don't you get the idea, or like, or at least the thought that Chell probably organizes the seasons better? <laughs> like, just throw it yeah. into a blender, give it parameters and say make this work i get that certain arenas especially this time of year uh still have some weird commitments to make 
because you know fucking monster jam is super important um if your team yes if your nhl franchise is not the number one tenant of that arena then why the fuck are you in that arena Mm -hmm. if if nashville could have concerts three times a week and not fuck up the predator schedule why why can't san jose who the fuck's going to san jose not me jesus yeah. i don't get it but sorry that was but, that was just rude to san jose they're catching strays for no reason have you have you looked at the rest of the season schedule there's in march we have like three days off it's and i mean i'm exaggerating but look at march compared to what we're doing right now we would be killing people to take out two or three extra days I'm probably terrifying uh, Ian right now. He's looking very concerned, probably at the schedule right now. Because oh my god, you're gonna get it's every other day in March. You're gonna get so fucked with doing videos, dude. You're gonna get so. Here's fucked. the good news, guys. I'm gone for two weeks in March in Thailand. Nice. So, nice. so I'm actually, <laughs> I'm, March may be thin for us actually, because I'm I'll be out of a uh, out of state for about eight days in the middle of March too. Huh. Ian, oh, Ian, you're, man. you're, you're, you're excused. I'll excuse myself. Andrew, I'm going to need you to really step it up in March. Um, yeah. I'm going to have it's to do because y'all are going to have. <laughs> it's going to be a Garth Algar situation where you're like I'm having fun right now. You know what I mean? From Wayne. <laughs> no, it's just it's the, the old, the old SpongeBob bit. The gang's all here. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to come back. He's going to have puppets in his hands. He's going to be talking to them. One looks like you. One looks like me. <laughs> Uh, I'm just you're like telling me he doesn't already have sock like puppets with our names on it. <laughs> oh, a hundred percent he does. Uh, How did you know? Let's let's, uh, let's talk about hockey. <laughs> yeah, we are a hockey podcast. I guess Sometimes. we can be one today. Um, Occasionally, Ian. Well, can we actually? Can we start with the most important news? Sure. I, the, do you know what this that is? This is the most hilarious <laughs> thing on the planet to me. Oh, shoot. We're getting... Oh, I see what's happening. There's like a big lag right now. Is there? Mm-hmm. You may have to we, we may have to... we may have to kill the cameras. Like, I'm getting Thomas's audio, like, seconds after I think he says it. Yeah. And I don't think Thomas is getting any of... Yeah, there it is. Okay. Oh, yep. got you. Is that a little bit okay. better? Uh, can we can we start with the most important thing right now? Sure. So we made our predictions for two games, just two games, mm-hmm. and Thomas comes out hot with the perfect score in the first game. Well done, Thomas. That's what I do. Well done. And then I get a perfect score in the second game. Now Thomas still wins the week; he had a better differential. But I fucking hate when you're going with this. <laughs> then there's Andrew. It starts out with me and you both getting a perfect game in the first week, and Andrew got just demolished <laughs> i also went two and oh to be fair <laughs> you know what we all did congratulations yeah. and and we were an open net goal away from me having a perfect week i was sweating i didn't i just didn't need that <laughs> i didn't need you to have a perfect week because I, I don't sweating. think that's ever happened no no it, that it has never happened. happened that would be a hell of a way to a hell of a way it, to start the season though seriously but I've put in an extra thing in the predictions where we keep track of our total season record and goal differential. It's still going to embarrass the fuck out of you at the end of the season, Andrew. Like, Why do you think I'm doing it? <laughs> it's content, motherfucker. That's all it is. This is a content-driven podcast. 
Anyway, I just wanted to bring that up. You guys go ahead with whatever. No, absolutely. I, I will agree with you. I do think that was the most important thing to happen. I mean, Bruins winning two games was great, but Thomas winning two and uh, and taking the week probably, yeah, that was the best. Enjoy it now, buddy. That's what people really want to hear, you know? That's I mean, that's why they're here. They're like, how badly did Andrew get fucking blasted this week? And then how much is Thomas going to tug his own tits? Mm, that's why the cameras are off. Um, <laughs> where do we actually want to start? <laughs> that's a great question. Hey, hey, Ian. What? 82 and 0 dream is still alive, buddy. Dude, the 96, 90, 98 and 0 dream is still alive. 96 and 0. We just, just forfeit the last two games of the Stanley Cup because we're so fucking dominant. <laughs> Math is hard. You're not going to go 81 and 2 or whatever it is. Uh, Red Ritchie. Red Bruins <laughs> legend. Um, oh. God, where do we? Oh, uh, do, we should talk about the games, right? We should start with the games. Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah. we should. We don't, yeah. we don't typically go too in depth on on reviewing what we actually saw we normally kind of pick out some notes but we did have two rookies and a lot of new lines and a lot of new players so there is actually some stuff to cover like there's there's some good and some bad you know what's not getting covered enough connor bedard played hockey this past week did he make the team he made the team i had no clue for him Good for him. For That's him. what I say. Good for him. I'm going to have to look him up on Good YouTube because I feel like I haven't seen seen much. I'm already like going off the rails, but I want to <laughs> give a shout out to Halsey because Taylor Hall would like was like, guys, calm down. Yeah, he's and he's been there before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The poor kid. I don't I, I don't know why people are jumping out like everyone's hating on Bedard now. No, we're just most of us are feeling bad for him. Mm-hmm. This is overwhelming. This yep. even McDavid didn't deal with this. Did you see the the NHL report that they're going to do a Bedard watch, a weekly report on yeah. Connor Bedard? Yeah. Like the NHL, the NHL website is doing this. Not some like half-assed bullshit media site. Like the well, I guess that's the same thing. But the NHL's website is doing a Connor Bedard watch. What the fuck is that? So Connor Bedard never Connor McDavid, excuse me. Connor McDavid never had to go through this because like how much has social media and our media consumption evolved devolved over the last eight years? Ugh, yeah, I don't think about that. Like, I think that I think this is this is a product of that. And the we really get on the NHL for not marketing their stars enough. But it's like it's like that fa- it's like that family guy bit where peter catches chris smoking mm-hmm. and he said here's a whole card of cigarettes yeah that's what this feels like right now it's exactly what and it is. and it's I, I i don't have any i don't have any any misgivings or I, nor do i think connor bedard can't handle it but there is a such thing as oversaturation and do you think that there is a real risk of fans just hating this kid by game 10 well i mean I mean, it's gonna be the dumbest fans yeah it's look i put out that tweet that it's like all right this is already this is going above and beyond they're gonna they're gonna do what people what they did with crosby 10 times worse 
Crosby also gave us a lot of reasons to hate him. I don't see Bedard giving us any reasons to hate at all. He seems like a he good kid. Like a, He's obviously yeah. a fantastic hockey player. And I get the impression that if Hall said something, it was probably because he had a conversation with Bedard at a certain point where Bedard maybe didn't say, look, this is overwhelming or whatever. But how fucking awesome would it be if Bedard, the next time there's a camera in his face after a fucking game, is just like, this is ridiculous. Like, this is embarrassing for the league, how much you guys are focusing yeah. on me. Put the focus, like, if he literally starts naming other rookies or other stars or other fucking teams to watch, if he just kind of, like, does a little fucking stone cold action, you know what I mean? Like, just play the heel for a minute and call out Gary Bedman. I will fucking buy a, a Bedard jersey in two seconds yeah, just because, you know what I mean? 14 like, other players have stand made their out. NHL debut. Yeah. Uh, and don't get me wrong, none of them, none of them are on the caliber of Con Connor Bedard. No way. There's, I get the reason why there's this coverage, but it is absolutely going to just, it's going to turn people off. You're going to get tired of hearing him. Yeah. It's the same idea as all this bullshit where it's like, how come I have to hear so much about Kelsey and Taylor Swift? No. It's just nonstop because everybody's jumping on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Back off the dick for two seconds. And just let the kid play fucking hockey. He looks That's probably what awesome he wants. Too. He is. He's fucking good. He's fucking on a awesome. terrible, terrible fucking team. Yeah, he's actually good. I read an article today on accident. I hate myself for it. I hate for myself for even clicking on it about how he hadn't scored a goal yet. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck are we doing? The guy looks unbelievable. And we're going to talk about him going four games without a goal. And his first four games in the NHL. I feel so bad for him. Didn't he Let score the against the Bruins? Wait, he, he, he did score against, against the Bruins. It's the first goal. Oh, I don't know why they said that he, oh, maybe one goal in four games. Maybe that's what it was. Uh, that's probably it. And, but, but the, here's the, here's the, the, the big thing about it is like, is ESPN was frothing all over themselves about him. TNT was a little more restrained, but they were still frothing. The graphic that they put up during the Bruins oh. game mm -hmm. of the chasing greatness. Yeah. Y'all need to find a middle here, man. Cause this is not it. Don't you ever use that word with me again. Yeah. What word? Y'all. Ugh. Disgusting. How dare you? You all need to find a middle. It's you guys. You guyses. You guyses. You geezes. Seriously, there needs to be there needs to be a happy medium and it needs to be met because he's a generational talent and he's gonna get the coverage. That is part and parcel of being in his position. Mm -hmm. But you, you just stop yeah. stop let him succeed or fail on his own merits they're gonna cory Haim this motherfucker seriously <laughs> yeah that's the only way you do you see all these videos of uh what's the other cory uh feldman feldman yeah dancing and shit like that like the dude is fucking mentally fried he's mm -hmm. got nothing left to give mm -hmm. that's what you're gonna do to Connor Bedard. <laughs> he's just gonna be skating in circles between yeah. fake Michael Jackson moves. That's what he's going to be doing. <laughs> be Do you know who looked pretty damn good, though, in that Chicago game? Matt Poitras? Matt Poitra. Poitra looked really, really solid. That third line through two games has been one of our most effective lines. Mm. Is that is that is that good or bad? I, I think it's I think it's great because 
they've been effective to the point. Yeah, they haven't had a lot of success scoring, obviously. But I mean, it's just through two games. But right. you can have a third line look really good, and it doesn't. It, oh, they look like our best line right now. It's not that damning to the top six. Now, obviously, the top six hasn't looked great, but it's so early. Yep. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling about him going on line two? I think it's necessary more because, and this is going to bleed into the geeky talk, more because I was trying to force JVR out of the top six. He looks great on the power play. That is the only place he looks good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He yeah. skates. He's skating slower than Lucic right now. And Lucic, although I think has been far more effective than we expected, does not look like he's skating very quickly. And JVR looks slower. Mm-hmm. But what do you think of that new third line? JVR, Coyle, Frederick. I think it's fine. I, I think Coyle, Freddie will get some work done, and JVR might be able to kind of be part of a slower line that's heavier. I, I think that might fit him a, bit, a little better. Mm-hmm. I love uh, reuniting Coyle and Frederick. Me too. They definitely them. had a lot of chemistry last year. And to be clear, Patra is getting Marshan and Geeky. No, to, yeah, yeah, Marshan and Geeky. Mm-hmm. I'm good with it. I mean, honestly, so we're we're two games into the season. Theoretically, he has to play nine uh, before a real decision has to be made. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest story for me on this West Coast trip is going to be Patra. This is they're they're putting him in a position where it's this is the best it's going to get right now like this is this is trial by fire he's going to be featured on the west coast they're playing a couple of shit ass teams you can't even fucking say that word right now shit ass teams this is a chance for him to really stake his claim and establish himself that i'm not going back to juniors i'm not going there is three games in four nights back to back West Coast travel. Two of the three teams that we play are terrible. Mm-hmm. But two of the three teams we play are also very heavy. The Kings and the Ducks, to a lesser extent, play heavy games. If he can stay upright and perform through that, he's in for yeah. like the year, yeah. not just the nine games. I think this is the final test. I th- that's what I'm saying. I think yeah. this is this is his season right here. Mm-hmm. The next four to five games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. By the time the the bees come back home, I think we come home and play the Ducks. I think. <laughs> yes, sure. we get one of the West Coast teams. I think it is the Ducks. Yeah, at home. and then our By Ducks the time- season series is over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Good, honestly, uh, fucking good. <laughs> By the time we're back here. In the garden, playing the Ducks, we will know, in my opinion, uh, if he's going to be here or not for mm-hmm. for the foreseeable future. Right. My gut tells me he is, uh, but we will be watching the next two to three games with a close eye on Padre. And this is a good way to talk about Heinen as well, who is mm-hmm. still skating in practice with the still team, hanging. from what I've seen. Yeah. It's become pretty clear to me, those people who are asking frequently about Heinen, what's the plan with him, Outside of making a trade, which is a very different conversation, they are waiting to send Patra down if he cannot hack it. They sign a Heinen right away, which will not be a large deal, and it'll probably only be one year. And all of a sudden, your third line, 
is potentially geeky Heinen Freddy. Like that's that's the adjustment that it gets made. Geeky goes back to his his center role, mm-hmm. and Patra is sent down to the OHL. Now, if Patra makes it, then we have a really weird conversation about Heinen because they want him on the team. Mm-hmm. Put down, put put down. Jesus Christ! Send down Patrick Brown. Put him down. I'm down. <laughs> put him down. Just no. I'm not advocating for his death. <laughs> Put him down, uh, put him out of his misery. Um, why, like, what What are we doing? Like, why can't we send him down and then just sign Heinen with that cap space? Yeah. Uh, I don't, is Heinen eligible to sign a deal that low? Would he sign a deal that low? If he 800,000? 800K, 800K, sure. He could sign league men. Patrick Brown is not making league minimum. Yeah, I guess he is eligible. I don't know why it feels like he wouldn't even be allowed to sign that deal, right? It's fucking I, absurd. I think no, Ian, no, you're no. not allowed to sign that deal. You're not all right. Be mean to me, okay? All right. <laughs> I uh, think what you're thinking of though is the is the veterans minimum. Yeah, that's probably what I am. Yeah, um, and at the end, of, but it's just funny because like Beecher on his ELC makes nine twenty five. Um, yeah, isn't that weird? The, the projected cap space right now. So if we sent Brown down, he could have a bigger deal than 800k. He could have a million dollar deal and still be on the team. But they, I think they also they also they also want to have a little more flexibility in the cap. They're not going to spend to the literal cap. They would like not to. Yeah, there's an easy fix for that. Yeah, there is. Send Brown down. Sign Heinen. Done. Oh, and also send Derek forward down. You save. Uh, 1.2 1.15 million dollars yeah so that's that's just an amazing move to make uh before the season started laura is kind of getting cooked in providence to start the year i have a thought on him Uh, i'll talk about it later but okay um but yes put forsberg down forsberg (laughs) put peter forsberg down Peter Forsberg. Did I say Forsberg? <laughs> you did. Uh, I, was just, I, was, I was just reading about the Nashville game. I probably read uh, Forsberg for them. Um, <laughs> put put Forsberg down. Put Forsberg down too. I mean, he ain't yeah. helping us. Fuck him. But fucking yeah. kill everyone who's ever played in the NHL. Just kill them all. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, I do. I do like this because I mean, we already kind of touched on on uh, talking point three. Here on this uh, not six-page itinerary. Thank you, Ian. <laughs> um, so we're already on on the uh, the stock watch for him, but bitterly disappointed. Anybody jumping out at you? I think we're all going to have kind of the same answer here. But Ian, I, I want to start with you here. Bitterly disappointed. As for like any performances specifically that I'm just so bitter about. Yeah. Uh, oh, game one Grizz was horrendously scary. Mm-hmm. And game two Grizz was way better. So he kind of got out game of there. Game two Grizz was great. <laughs> I, I think Lauko, Beecher, Lucic has looked good. I don't know why Lucic keeps spending time in the top six, but that's a different conversation. Coil's been disappointing, but bitter feels like too much. It's too much, yeah. Geeky well, has been a little disappointed, although I feel like he's been solid, but I just expect it. I have higher expectations, but again, I, I, I think bitter is too much for anybody on this team right now, right? So yeah. I feel like Andrew's going to have a, an answer. 
no mine mine right now is probably coil um i wouldn't say bitterly i wouldn't say bitterly disappointed yeah. but he was someone who wrote the itinerary he wrote bitterly disappointed. i know like he, he i'm like why are you throwing in these descriptive words and you don't actually have well, answers? pleasantly surprised bitterly disappointed you know we're gonna go one extreme we're gonna go the other you know leave me alone he's Let an me... artist he's an artist that's he's he a is. writer yes he's yeah sure he's a bard <laughs> Well, I, I honestly thought somebody was going to say something about Lindholm because Lindholm is still in preseason mode right now. He is. That's fair. I don't think he's been bad, though. I don't think, I don't he's, think been... he's been bad, but he's not Lindholm right now. He's, he's, he's nowhere close to what we got accustomed to. And and you take the word bitterly out. I, I'll agree with Ian. I think Geeky is a little bit of a letdown for me so far. And we're talking we're talking two games in, folks. Like, yeah, this is it's not the end of the road for anybody except for for Brown. Except for Brown. Brown's done. And Forsberg. <laughs> it's the end of the line for him. They, they might be uh, dead. Four more, four more Forsberg. <laughs> yes. But uh, that bit's not going to get old for me. Um, yeah. I would say Geeky has been a little bit disappointing for me. I, I won't say bitterly. But disappointed because I I was very adamant that he needed to come out and, and have a hot start. He's plus two right now, but he has no points in the first two games. So me watching this West Coast trip... One of the things I want to see, I want to see three points out of him. It could be a point a game. It could be one really good game where he has a goal and assist, like something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I need, I want to see three points on this West Coast trip. And it'll and bring, it's not- bring it right back. And I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility because his line, his line mates are scoring. He's just not touching the puck before. Mm-hmm. Like how that's do you not it. get an assist in that? But yeah, and that, it, that's, but it, that- it'll, it'll happen this week. I think that's a huge part of it. I think you're doing a good job kind of pointing out that like the line mates look great. Yeah. But geeky just doesn't seem to be involved in those moments where they're putting together plays. You could say Patra and, uh, and Frederick both have had close calls uh-huh. multiple times a game for putting yeah. a bucket in the net. Yeah. And geeky, I think he'd be, you'd be struggling to find any tape where you're, you found him in a dangerous situation. Yep. Geeky hasn't been in any dangerous situations, but I feel like whenever I notice him, I'm noticing him making a small, quick, efficient play. Yeah. Which is fine. That seems to be his game. That seems to be his 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 full game is just whenever he has the puck on his stick, it's just the puck moves where it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. And there's value in that. There's especially yeah, going to be value player. in the bumping him up on line too. Well, so I'll I'll, I'll take my, my thought and pose a question to you guys. I want him to. Uh, I want him to notch three points in the next three games. So that'll put him at three points in five games, which is a season average of about fifty points. Is that what you expect out of him, or are we expecting more out of Geeky? I think forty to fifty was always my like hope mm-hmm. for him. I didn't. I wasn't going crazy with that. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to see sixty-five, but fifties. Um, fifties where's my is where my head is at because that's what we we're. In order to be a successful team and make the playoffs, we need players like him, those role guys, to mm-hmm. have a little bit of a decent year. You know what I mean? Like things have to go right, and I think Geeky scoring fifty points is is one of those things that has to happen. Yeah, because 60, 65, Now you're starting to talk about like second line guys, yeah. like good second line guys. It's not who he is. Well, let me actually, Andrew, you answer that first. Forty five, forty five, fifty points. Yeah, I'd yeah. say it's a realistic expectation for him. He led the league in points for players who played under 11 minutes a game last year. He had 26 points and he was and his I believe his uh, time on ice last year was like 10.55. Yeah, he's going to have considerably more than that if he stays out. Yeah, 
Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm so, 45, 50 sounds real nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Let me, let me ask you something. Is him moving up to the second line more about his performance or them not wanting to take Frederick away from the bottom six because of how impactful Frederick's been down there. I think it's that more one. to do with Frederick, and then and then secondly, more to do with Montgomery trying. He's just throwing shit at the wall right now and kind of seeing who's playing well together. This it's a new fucking team. You have to yeah. do the blender shit right off the bat. And this he's doing it now, not do game it. five of the playoffs. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but like, do it now against crap teams. Like we're not playing any gangbuster teams right now. Asheville's a mid mid team. Chicago's fucking awful. Like mm-hmm. we're not playing anybody who's we're we're not we haven't played anybody who we're going to meet in the playoffs yet. Our first actual test is going to be the Los Kings. Angeles. They, yeah, yeah, and they look a little they, they they look a little sketchy to start the year too. Everybody's kind. Everybody's kind. It's like I don't know. We we need to be banking some points right now, in my opinion, right. and. In order to do that, we need to see what we actually have line-wise. And moving Geeky around and kind of seeing where his role is, is fine with me. I I know we talk about the the line blending, and we hated it with Cassidy. Montgomery does the same shit. It's just, it's the way it is. You have to see who plays well together. Let shit gel. Give people enough time. But you also have to kind of bounce them around. If you can't play excellent hockey with multiple players on different lines on your team, your value is way down. And Geeky is one of those guys who needs to establish value. And yeah. I, th- I, I think he can. I think he can. I think he's, he seems like he has the right idea. He's playing safe. I think that's probably the best thing. The best way that I can describe him is that he's playing safe. He's playing safe and efficiently. I want to see him take a little more risk and I think he can do it. He's got the size. He's got the net front ability. Like, it would be kind of cool to have, like, it would be kind of cool to have a JVR-like threat on the second and third, second, third, and I guess fourth lines as well if you really want to put Lucic in the net front threat category. Lucic as a, um, as, as a, I'm blanking on my words and it's a podcast, so it doesn't really help, does it? <laughs> Lucic as a passer right now is phenomenal. I, I think he's been nailing his playmaking. And the that things... Where did that the, come from? I mean, no, I, I don't think that's a new thing. I think we really liked that when he we had him originally. It has been something that's been up and down with Calgary. But he had been so, so ineffective in Calgary. Mm-hmm. In in that regard as well. So when you're saying where does that come from, that's kind of fair. Yeah. But, it came right back. His touch is phenomenal right now. Mm-hmm. Him and Lauko have some pretty good chemistry, which I did not expect. They really do. And I, I think we all have to admit, you know what? I was, I overreacted to how afraid I was of the Lucic stuff. It's two games. We still have a long road here. But if we get this version of Lucic throughout the whole year, that's a great fourth line guy. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I think I'm can, so okay with that. I think you can wait to, to say whether or not you overreacted. I think, I think we need a, a bigger body of work with this version of Lucic before we can say whether or not it was a good or bad signing. So I, I, I mean, I agree. I agree with you. But yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. But I think Ian is more conceding to, okay, the first two games is pleasantly surprising. I thought we were going to see yeah. worse. I was saying he shouldn't make the, the opening night roster yeah. <laughs> like so a, a couple I. weeks ago. Yeah. So he absolutely, as far as the first two games, he should be on the roster. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't I don't mind being wrong about that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh JVR down to line three. Send We're all back good. to juniors. <laughs> <laughs> JVR, JVR back in line three. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I yep. like that. I think that's, that's where he always where works. he needs to be, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Think he can uh, still put think he can pot twenty if he stays on there? I he's not playing gonna the power play like he did against gonna, Nashville. Yeah. Uh, that's that's the bigger thing. Like yeah. he's gonna be he's gonna be that net front guy getting his face washed after every whistle. Uh mm-hmm. that's that's what he's gonna be. But that's where he's gonna get those greasy goals. Like you you have to get grease. Yeah. And he's that type of guy. Um like when when Jake DeBrus does that shit, he did a good amount last year. That's my kind of player, honestly. And I'm not a big uh, JVR guy to begin with, but he won me over a little bit with the power play, and it's I I still don't love the signing. It's still not my favorite thing that we did this offseason. Uh, but if he continues to do that shit and we get average play out of him in terms of uh, what his, his career average points is, I'll, I'll fucking take it, I guess. I mean, that goal that he scored um, where he's on the front of the net, on the side of the net, and he just sort of banks it off of Fabro. Mm-hmm. Like two, his two goals were a total of of eighteen inches apart. Right. Like that's the kind of game he has to play, and yeah. he's still effective. And he's 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 the old head on the basketball court who is you know rickety and can barely stand up. But once once he gets on the court, he's still schooling guys t- 10, 15 young years younger than he is. So, it's guile. That's how. That's how he. That's how. He, that's how he's got to stay up here. Is uh, and he's got to use that guile. He. He seems like he has learned to augment his diminishing physical capabilities. Yeah, smart player. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of uh, rub that other players are going to get off of him, mm-hmm. and I think that's important because that's essentially to me that's his role right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Play, fill the role, teach the kids. Uh, Lynn Holman, Mac top pair thoughts. Not a bad idea to get Lindholm jumping. Yeah. I thought Mac's been looking great too. Yeah, Mac's been fantastic. Yeah. He's been our best player. I think, you know, who else has looked great. Fucking Carlo. Carlo has been amazing. He looks like he's in the best shape of his life right now. Yeah. He's moving. Well, he's like attacking people on the boards. Just really impressed. Honestly, defensively, I think everyone looks pretty good other than Lindholm still kind of, like you said, being in preseason mode. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't want him to be up with McAvoy, though. I, I would like to um, have him continue to work with Carlo and, and just work his way through it. Mm-hmm. I love the idea well, of that line, honestly. Yeah. Like, long-term, I love the idea of that line. Because Mac can hide... Uh, Mac can hide a player. He can hide a pair a little bit better, whereas Lindholm and, and Carlo stay healthy. Let them fucking go all season, dude. Right. I think they match up so well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Carlo, with you, yeah. Carlo's been Carlo's been absolutely excellent. And it looks like I, I really want this to keep going. He looks a lot more offensively assertive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I want that to go keep going with, you know, the correct decision making. It's, it's the big ideal. thing there. Ideally, yeah. Yeah, ideally, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> he's he's still not gonna get back very fast. Uh, what do you think about the third pair, though? The four-board Shattenkirk pair. A pair we were worried about. 
I still fucking hate it on paper, but it yeah, same. I think it's terrible. <laughs> like, it's, so it didn't. It didn't look as bad as we thought it was. It was. It was less noticeable um, than I thought it would be. Uh, I still looking at those pair or that that name every single time we see the pairs come out, like practice lines and all that shit. It still gives me fucking anxiety. Yep. To to its credit, the first two games they haven't been bad. Format was actually pretty good um, up, against Chicago. Shut up. I I. It, hey, you know what? If we're gonna slag him for being terrible, we gotta give him a give him his give him a little bit of. Praise I'm not gonna jerk him off for being it. At best, what we should be getting out of a player. Hey, you know hey, what? Hey, congrats! You you curve. did you did the bare minimum here, bro. Fucking grading on a curve with Derek Forbort. Yes. So yes. yeah, the curve is in hell. Jesus. <laughs> hey, you know what? No, he, you know he poked he, his head out of the fiery depths of Satan's anus for a game. Let's let's acknowledge that at least. I came to the realization through two games that I hadn't thought about Forbort much, and that's exactly what I needed. Yes, there it is. I needed him <laughs> to perform in a way where I was like, oh, he's doing the defensive defenseman thing and outside of the one horrible turnover a game that you're guaranteed to mm -hmm. get with him he's been fine Shattenkirk I feel like gets better with every shift I think he's he's slowly getting more into the system I'm, I'm excited he's another that. JVR type he's he's pure smarts now yeah. yeah, but it looks like the physical the physical game is a little more with it with him he's, he still has very, pretty good skating ability yeah, but, I think he's going to be fine as long as he stays healthy. Yeah. What do you think is a realistic total for Shattenkirk? Time on ice or points? Points. Oh, Time on Jesus. ice, he's going to be like, he's probably going to, he's probably going to switch between that two PP third pair, kind of 16 to 18 minute guy. But oh, he is on the second, is he in the second power play consistently? He has been. They've been yeah. running. They've been running a more, they've been running a more traditional setup on the second power play, which I've been wanting since Cassidy. I still, even with that, and with, I think, honestly, I think Patra makes that second power play just pretty good, honestly. Uh, it's so much better than the first unit. I still think, like, 18 points is probably his absolute, like, ceiling. 216, 315? Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. Like, yes, his, and that's, that's probably best case scenario. Mm -hmm. He had 24 points last year for Anaheim. Okay, yeah, so I feel I feel pretty comfortable it being a little lower than that, even with the better team. I was very shocked. I was very shocked when I was doing, when I was looking up, because, you know, I have a two-hour commute five days a week. I do a lot of hockey shit when I'm doing that, when I'm on the train. And Shattenkirk was a part of one of the worst defensive cores last year put together in the modern NHL, like in the last, easily the last decade. You'll have to see it. He kept his head above water individually, like through every angle. He like you, you could say he wasn't uh, in a regular, like in a regular context. You would say he wasn't bad in this context. You could say, wow, like he was dragging. They, they were dragging him to hell and he refused to go. Basically, mm -hmm. he was by far their best overall defenseman last year. And what could charitably be described as. NHL above average slightly. <laughs> <laughs> but in that group, coming up with that sort of production and and play is genuinely impressive. And I didn't see any real, real reason for that to not continue. But being paired with Forbort is a scary proposition. Yep. 
Yeah. Hey, hey, if he can make Fort look good. <laughs> if he can make Fort look good, Norris. Right, <laughs> right now. Stop the count. <laughs> the third pairing fucking defenseman wins the Norris just because his partner sucks. Uh, yes. Yes. If that were true, any third pairing guy in Anaheim would win every fucking year. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, thoughts on uh, on Marshawn? He's been fine. Yeah, he looks engaged. Yeah. Uh, I still think he's he lacking healthy. a little bit of the control that he used to have. Maybe that's confidence right now. I'm not sure, but oh, you're saying like puck control? Yeah, it feels like he's still like. He's still letting it wobble away from him too often. Yeah. But. Like, I mean, we're going to get to a point in the season where he's able to just walk into traffic with it and dribble the shit around like he's Kobe. He's yeah. <laughs> He does that shit. His his possession skills are unbelievable, but it's it's still early, and uh, I don't know. He's not playing with the usual the usual suspects right now, so we got to give him a little bit of a little bit of leeway. Look, if we're still talking about this 10, 15 games in, that's fine. Uh, mm-hmm. But I mean, I I do think Marshawn took a step back last year. I don't think anybody really can debate that he did have a little bit of a regression in the year. Uh, this is an important year for him to kind of reestablish uh, and not I, I don't know stop the bleeding. Mm-hmm. Like let's let's stop the bleeding here. But I don't know. I don't have any real complaints about him. I don't really have any complaints about too many people right now. Lindholm is the only one who really jumped out at me as, oh, come on, dude. But. Yeah, I don't think Lindholm's been that bad. You can see that, um, but you can see, speaking of Marchand, you can see uh, Patois, Marchand rubbing off on Patois. Did you just say the name correctly, please? I'm trying. Don't say say it correctly when you're talking about Marchand rubbing off on him. Yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just so much easier than everyone's making it out to be. He says Patra. His name's Patra. Patra, okay. Patra. Marshawn. Look, I needed I need to hear Sophia say say the name before I could really lock in how I want to say it. So that's, I respect that. that I is respect that because I respect mm-hmm. Sophia. But Marshawn is is kind of rubbing off on Patra a little bit because do you notice that when Patra's on the half wall, he does that 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 quick stop and spin and that, that stop and spin that Marjan mm-hmm. always does. Mm-hmm. I feel like that that's very, um, I feel like that that's very inspired. So maybe he's kind of, you know, starting to like, he's like, he's inspiring, like not inspiring, but he's really, I guess, I'm, I don't I even know inspired. what the right word is. <laughs> no, I don't even know what the right word is. Cause now you are conscious about using the term rubbing off. <laughs> Yeah, he's rubbing off on Patra. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what it is. And if even if he has taken a step back, I think his effect on the younger the younger guys on this team is going to be immense. And invaluable. Yeah, oh, it's immeasurable. It yeah. straight up is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. Am I, am I out of place by saying that? Because I feel like there was a good amount of time last year, especially like in the beginning half of the season, where we were like, Marshawn hasn't even turned it on yet. He hasn't even turned it on. We were just waiting for him to turn it on, and he never, he never really did last mm-hmm. year. Um, I mean, I think he was. Still I think that's just who he was. Double hip surgery. Absolutely, absolutely. Like that changes a man, right? Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Hundred <laughs> percent. 
<laughs> I my too am favorite a part. Athlete. I was a world class athlete at eight, and now I'm not. <laughs> my uh, my favorite part about this conversation is he almost won a point per game last year. Yeah. Yes. Isn't that? Ridiculous? I was actually just about to point that out. Yeah. With but ten points in the playoffs, that what is that true? Yeah. Yep. I've, ten points in seven just, games. Yep. I don't even know if we did. We even score ten fucking goals. Did I black out? for who did well in that playoff series because i probably did yeah let's not talk about that no nope. that up. uh probably what else did. we got from this category here jake on his natural side top line Thoughts? dig it love it i don't think he was incredible the first two games uh i think he was kind of hit or miss on certain shifts but no complaints he's so important to this team right now not i don't, have, I don't have it in me I don't have it in me to, to badmouth him right now. Mm-hmm. This is not badmouthing, but not to be understated. The pressure is on. Mm-hmm. This is one of those moments, and we're going to see, because I feel like we try not to do a lot of pressure on DeBrusque just because the way things have gone the past couple of years. This is a high-pressure situation. 100%. Yep. This, 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 this dictates the prime of how the prime of his career is going to go and how much he's going to make in it. He knows. He, he has knows. no. Yeah, he has no delusions about that. No. Let's uh, let's pause the hockey talk to talk about betting on the NFL. Yeah, I love betting on the NFL. It's like my favorite thing to do, except for I, you know, I, I shouldn't do it. <laughs> the NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a little sweetener offer every game day this October, including right now, Patriots plus 320. Dive on that action, Pats fans. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas. Licensee partner, Golden Nugget Lake Charles, Louisiana. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football. Terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. All right, boys, let's get back to the hockey. Um, I hate that this is on the itinerary because one of my pet peeves is this hypothetical shit. Uh, To name a centennial team, I think is almost impossible because there's never going to be a correct answer. You can make arguments for other players in multiple positions. You can uh, make a centennial worth of centennial teams. And that's what I'm saying. Like there's a, let's yeah. give me a centennial a and a centennial B and a centennial C and I'll still find people who it's like, ah, we probably could have put this guy there, mm-hmm. but you are asking the question, uh, Andrew on this itinerary, 
hard to pick a snub, but are there any true snubs? Uh, the only obvious answer for me is the one that everybody was talking about this week, which would be Tuka Rask. And I can absolutely sit here and listen to arguments against it, but I can absolutely not stand sitting here listening to an argument against it made by Joe Haggerty. The <laughs> fact that there was 14 other people at that round table and nobody felt like even making an offhand comment to him about how he still has this fucking 11 year old little girl grudge because Tuca called him out on some shit fucking eight, nine years ago. <laughs> Nobody could stand up to hags in that moment and just be like, dude, shut the fuck up. They were too cordial during that debate. Way I wish somebody got heated. You know, you know, for a fact that everybody hates each other at that fucking table because they're competitors. <laughs> they're, they're all competing for, for fucking clicks for selling ad revenue on their fucking stories. Like, yeah. Ian, they're, I'm they're competing they're competing with us for fucking listeners Ian, i'm gonna push back a little bit on that i wish they were more combative with each other we only saw what the Bruins social media yeah. allowed us to yeah. say good point that's a good point yeah yeah that felt gross Ugh, i hate saying that to you <laughs> <laughs> the, that was only and i'm gonna need you to be a little bit more combative with andrew <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can please, do that. <laughs> please, please, I welcome it. Bring it, bitch. Yeah, as much. I, I was. As... I am curious to have to to watch that entire conversation, though. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I bet it got heated. I bet it got absolutely heated. God, I hope so. Yeah. I, I do want to. I want to point out a couple things about it, real mm -hmm. quick. Dick Clapper being considered a defenseman and being put on the Centennial team was absolutely the correct choice that they made. They kept debating putting him at wing. Mm -hmm. I think that would have done a disservice. Uh, I think the better part of his career was as a defenseman. Like, mm -hmm. that just made sense to me. Yeah. I cannot believe Frank Brimsek wasn't a unanimous vote. That blew my mind. I think the goalies, I think it, it seemed like from, from what the Bruins social media, you know, the little crumb that they gave us as a treat, it seemed like the most combative discussion was goalie. And isn't it always? Yeah. I'm like every conversation that you have about hockey, if it comes back to goalies, that's going to be the most, that's going to be the most heated. Bro, there's yeah. fucking literal Omar Kate on Bruins Twitter and the dude won fucking Vesna last year. Yep. Yeah. And exactly. people still have shit to say about. I just, that just felt like a unanimous one to me. I thought they got the goalies right, but then again, they were my choices anyway. Mm -hmm. um, so I was like, oh, look at me being smart. Can I bring up Derek Sanderson for a second? You absolutely uh, can. Love that I guy. guess. I guess. Love that guy, right? <laughs> Love that guy. Love that guy. A third liner in the 70s. Love that guy. What are we doing? I love Derek Sanderson. Yeah. I yeah. I'm staring at people. autobiography that's on my desk right now. It's a, his picture is looking back at me as you're saying this. So be careful with your words, son. The amount of people <laughs> who said he was snubbed. What are you talking about for a centennial team? Derek Sanderson was a great player for the Bruins. I'm not saying he shouldn't have been part of the hundred. He absolutely should have been. He played a few years for us. Like anyway, he set up the greatest goal of all time. Totally mm -hmm. respect that. He was normally a third line guy on a very good team. He in no way, shape, or form should have been even considered for the 20-man roster in any 
way. And I say that knowing he's a fan favorite and people love him and they should. But what are we doing? I know I jokingly put Glenn Murray on my Centennial team before mm-hmm. this. This is the, the exact same thing as putting Glenn Murray on your fucking team. Yeah. Why is Nathan Horton not on this fucking team? Right. That's, fucking it's, that's, Johnny Boychuk should be on it at that point. Come on. <laughs> I'm 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 cl- I'm clipping you comparing Derek Sanderson to Glenn Murray. <laughs> I just want to point that out. Because Glenn Murray was a better player. Yeah. The long the long it's, pause. It's either that or he froze there. He didn't want to answer that one. Oh no, I'm look, not frozen. I'm, look, I'm, I mean, we're talking about players that that were really fun to watch and felt awesome to see in a Bruins jersey, did some great things, fan favorite type guys. It doesn't mean that they're on a centennial team. Yeah. It just doesn't. I don't know. There's this know. this always comes back to the argument of loving players too much. For the record overvaluing for the record, players. For the record, Ian, I completely understand where you're coming from with the argument of Derek Sanderson and Glenn Murray like you know it's because what this is an exercise in comparing where these players were in conjunction with the ages that they played Mm -hmm. and but in a vacuum Glenn Murray was a better player than Derek Sanderson is an all-time take (laughs) so here's here's a great point though the Glenn Murray thing we can leave alone that's this is not about that no no I I, I, know but I think I I think it's I think it's a, a point kind of a point in your favor because like i said we are they we're, we're, like we're, let's go back to goalies for a second we're talking about goalies that were elite in their times even though the stats don't match up tuka rask was the most one of the most or you could say the best to statistically the best goaltender in bruins history mm-hmm. he ever the mm-hmm. best in his league in the league i love tuka rask he's one of my favorite players of all time was he ever the best in the nhl I think he was always in the conversation. Frank Brimzak was was named Mr. Zero. Yeah, he He was was the the best. He was the cream of the crop in his time. Tiny Thompson also has has an argument of that same vein. I don't know. (laughs) I just, but the Derek Sanderson conversation should stay in the Derek Sanderson conversation, which is, hey, did he ever have a point per game season with the Bruins? Did he ever come close? That's a no. really good question. This is this is the exact type of player that you get sick of, Andrew, which it's all PIMS. It's all penalty bets. He scored. Don't get me wrong. He had 49 it's points in 71 games, 48 points in 60, but he's 140 penalty minutes, 120 penalty minutes, 130. He's a tough guy. He gets the job done in a time where that was necessary. Absolutely. But this is not a guy statistically or even for what he did on the team, somebody who should even be considered for that. And it's just nuts to me how many people are like, he was like an elite. He was never elite. He's, he eclipsed 60 points twice. Like this is, it's just, it blows my mind. It blows my mind. The Glenn Murray stuff is a stretch, and I know that. But the, the Sanderson for a Centennial team just... And I'm not bashing Sanderson. I really love the guy. Fan favorite. Absolutely. Should not be considered for a Centennial team. Yeah. Was the name that came up the most for people who were like, he got snubbed. Who are you taking out for him? I do love Derek. I do love Derek Sanderson because he. I got Christmas cards from him until I was 12 years old, so I have a soft spot for him. 
Okay. See, that's that's exactly why everyone was. <laughs> I think a lot of people have soft spots for him. Yeah. Look, I mean, if I see if I see a Jonas in Jersey when I'm walking around the garden, I'm gonna pop for that. Like that's gonna be that. I love that type of shit. He's yeah. he's one of those players. Derek Sanderson hundredth anniversary jersey would absolutely pop. Oh, it would slap! Oh, that's a great idea, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I'm all about that. Actually, I went to uh, a hockey store in West Hartford tonight. Uh, no free ads, and they had <laughs> all the jerseys, like all the new all the new Bruins jerseys. So I checked them out. I will say the white looks a lot better in person than it does in any photo or game action. It looks a lot nicer in person. Um, it still looks boring as fuck, but it looks clean. The throwback, I think, is the perfect opportunity to go back and pick your favorite Bruin all time, guy from the 70s, guy from the 80s, whatever, and throw a fucking classic dude's name on there. So I'm all, I'm on board with somebody doing that with a Sanderson jersey. Completely on board. Because I picked that thing up, I turned around, and I could just see oats on it. I could just see it. Yeah, that, that felt like a snub to me, by the way. But go on. How else would be the closest thing outside of the goaltending that would be considered a snub? But yeah, I, I would kick Marshand out for. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, how are you gonna how are you gonna tell this fan base right now that I would kick Marshand out? For? Yeah, and you know what? I am gonna double down. Glenn Murray was better than Derek Sanderson. I'm, I'm just gonna double down on it. I'm just, I'm just gonna say it. I don't have a strong. I, I don't want to be. Way. I'd probably be leaning towards uh, Sanderson to be honest, but. No, fuck I'm good either way. Good either way. <laughs> I don't think there's a wrong answer either way. Uh, people are going to get real upset at me. I want so badly for that to be clipped. Oh, my God. Uh, you have the power to do it, buddy. <laughs> I don't. I don't have the files. I, so come, send me the files after the show. And you can I, will not, I will not reroute these files. <laughs> God forbid I do it on this fucking laptop. This laptop will shit the bed again. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on. Please yeah, do. do <laughs> oh, I don't know what I'm moving on to. Hold on. Uh, oh, my son! Oh. Look what they did to my boy. <laughs> I waited. Boy, Ian. I waited months to watch Lumpmel's play collegiate hockey. I waited months for it. I was so excited for it. I debated even going up to UMass to watch it. Thank God I did. Could do it. Suspended the first four games of the season. I found out an hour before game one of their season. Well, I think killed. I was the one that told you. I think I was the one that broke the news to you. Oh, he but killed what did, a guy. your boy do? What'd but in do? Europe, so it's not as as like harsh of penalties. Yeah. No. Um. He played. He threw to a parade. He played two professional games in the SHL two years ago. Yep, they called him up, and he played two games in his country's professional league before he went to college. And every game carries a two-game suspension. It's why Oscar Yelvik got suspended last year as well mm-hmm. for Boston College. Two years ago. Yep. Yep. Two years. So he was uh, suspended four games. He'll be back, I think, Friday. Yep. His last. His he, he's eligible to he's eligible to come off on Friday. Yes. I'm a, I'm a little nervous because um, what if that place in the lineup isn't exactly to his when he comes back. He's a future one C. Of course it is. Uh, I hope so. He'll have to well, earn his way. Saturday, it's Saturday that he comes out. Not Saturday. Saturday. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I just, I'm just excited to watch him play, and uh, that was, whew, 
This Patra stuff has not made me forget about Lutmel's. Although it does, it would be really funny if I just got that completely wrong in the draft and I, I loved Lutmel's and was like, eh, I don't love this Patra pick. And it's just a complete opposite. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you know. Or if we got our 1C and 2C of the future from one draft, that would be pretty yeah. nuts too. That would be. Oh, man. Anyway, what? I'm sorry, I blacked out for a second. Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, oh, I, what if uh, I'm going to go over the standings real quick and ask you guys a quick question about what you believe is true this early in the season. Ooh, I like that. I like that a lot. Because some of these standings are the exact opposite of what um <laughs> what I thought they'd be. Vancouver's making the playoffs. Yeah, so Vancouver beating Edmonton twice. Not only beating Edmonton twice, but fucking kicking the shit out of them yeah eight to one on the road opening night i mean it wasn't pretty it was it it was it was downright ugly they would say so here's my favorite thing um the goalies for edmonton uh skinner and campbell in game one, Campbell gave up four goals on 16 shots, and then Skinner gave up four goals on 16 shots in relief of Campbell. And then Skinner started the next game in which he gave up four goals on 16 shots. I loved and, Skinner's interview after. And after that game, he said, I actually thought I had a really good game if you take away the four goals on the 16 shot his exact quote was at was was pretty hilarious because it was i know the math doesn't say it yeah the math doesn't say because you give four goals on 16 shots so uh they're having a goaltender issue although campbell went off tonight um against whoever the fuck they're playing goaltender controversy i don't think so campbell was always like it was a 50 50 between campbell and skinner going into the season um mm-hmm. I just expected Skinner to continue what he did last year, not what he did last year. Last year, he was Hmm? last year. Yeah. Well, all stars are kind of because we pick one from every team. It's lost a little bit of meaning there. Sure. Yeah. No. Um, The Kraken, o two and one to start the season. Mm -hmm. I believe I also called that. I'm not even. I'm not even going to do this bit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's, yeah, way, it's way too early. Like three games. <laughs> it's way too early. But stop the count now. Stop it now. Because I I said because I said Vancouver in Seattle out, and so far it's proving me a profit. So stop the count. Good for you, bud. Yeah. Kiss um, of death. Kiss of death for both of them. What else is? Yeah, just screwed them both. Blackhawks have already played four games. Jesus, they're two and two. Mm-hmm. You got to have your Connor Bedard somewhere. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Uh, everything else looks pretty typical. I mean, the Islanders are undefeated. They're through two games, which is whatever. Um, other than that, nothing all that interesting, I don't think. Buffalo is starting real bad. Yeah. They Levi have, hasn't been great. Levi has not been great. They have looked real bad. Tage Thompson hasn't really done anything yet. So mm-hmm. stop the count. Stop the count. Yeah. Bruins 2 and 0. Make the playoffs. Stop the count. Yeah. Undefeated. Still alive. Undefeated. <laughs> yeah. I, I think in a couple of weeks, I am going to like play that game, though. I'm just going to collect a bunch of this stuff and be like, what do you believe when we're three or four weeks into the season? Yeah. I mean, I think that's I, the best yeah. possible time. Like, 
Thanksgiving is too early, but maybe closer to Christmas, we might have a better idea of what's actually happening. I think Thanksgiving is the perfect time, actually. Oh, do you? So (laughs) is Thanksgiving still that point of demarcation? Is Thanksgiving still that point of demarcation where if you're in the playoffs 80% of the time? It feels like that percentage has gone way down the last few years. I don't think anyone's looked at the numbers the last three years. So I think everyone got used to saying it and hasn't actually checked. Right, right. That feels like that number's gone way down, hasn't it? I don't know, honestly. It I, feels like doesn't do me a lot of good in, in these situations. But I'm asking you if it felt feels like it, not for the straight numbers. Well, okay. <laughs> Throw away the stats, just like Skinner would. And... <laughs> Go with your heart, Ian. It does it's feel like there's you're more... You're familiar with, you piece of shit. It feels like there's more jockeying uh, through the year. It feels like people drop and, and jump quicker. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I don't think it is what it once was. That that date is not does not hold the gravitas it once did. Yeah. It's just it's Thanksgiving. Oh, the season's over. No, no. I'm glad. I'm yep. glad. I hope that I hope we don't have to keep hearing it. On Black Friday, but you know, we will. Yeah, probably from you, though. It's probably going to be you talking about it. if the Bruins are in the playoffs <laughs> by Thanksgiving. You fucking better believe Stop buddy. the count. Stop the count. Stop the count. count. Boys, let's do some voicemails. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Uh, folks uh, who may or may not be new to the pod, uh, we do have a 24-hour uh, podcast trip line. Feel free to call us. Leave us a voicemail. You can ask us a question. You can rant about something. Give us an opinion on a player, uh, a story, anything. Anything Bruins-related that you think we want to hear. Give us a shout. Might make the air. Uh, the number is 860-506-5444. There's three fours there. 860-506-5444. Here's our first Good call. call. Saying the number again. Here's our here's our call. Well, we got three calls. Let's go with this one first. Hey, yo, what's up? It's Jake again, Jake Brower on Twitter. Um, this is directly after I'm back at my hotel room after the 3-2 win against Nashville. Your boy is 2-0 on the season already. The Bruins are 2-0 on the season, uh, chasing the 82-0 record. I want to know, boys, what is your stance on Patra? Has it changed yet? Has he impressed enough to the point where you're comfortable giving him either the full season or any games past the nine games. I think he's looked fantastic. He's stood up against really, really good guys in O'Reilly, Yossi, Forsberg, Bedard, and Taylor Hall, too. All right, you guys take care. Love the show. Go, bees. Jake. Go, bees. Uh, he didn't even have to tell us that he was a hotel or at a hotel. I probably could have deciphered from the audio that he was in a hotel bathroom. It just had that sound to it. Uh, Jake, I'm sure you obviously paid attention to the beginning of this podcast where we did talk about Patra and uh, we think that this West Coast trip is going to kind of cement his role on this team uh, or blow it up. But uh, for me, coming off of that game, I was was very high on him. Very high on him. Coming off both games. 
he's he's an igniter he's exciting to watch uh i notice him every single time he's on the ice and maybe that's just because he's like the new the new toy that we got but i have no complaints i want to see him stick yeah, I'd say he went two for two on games so far of yep. keeping him up here. Uh, we'll see how it goes, but he's definitely two for two so far. Yep. What's amazing to me about Patra is that he lost a year of development due to COVID, and he was one day away from being ineligible from the, for the draft that he was drafted in, in mm-hmm. terms of his age. He was the youngest player drafted in his draft. It's fucking meant to be, bro. And he made it as a 19-year-old. Fucking go, Patra. Yep. I'm old enough to be his dad. Here's the next call. <laughs> Why, hello again. It's this is the den. First of all, love the fact that hockey's back. Uh, Amen. Uh, I genuinely think I cried for the first time in nearly two years. There's when uh, uh when we did the uh, the centennial uh, intro, and uh, I wanted to so uh. Uh, our left wing seems to be just shifting around all over the uh, place. Like one in second, our our two LW is is JVR. Next uh, next minute is Lucic. Next minute next minute is Marchand. Uh, I want to know: Do you guys think that the consistency on our left wing is going to uh, strengthen when eventually Lysel or Merkulov come up? And and for how long will they? solidify some thought in our uh, in our left wing in circus before Monty decides to bring out the line blunder here again uh, have a good one go bees go bees Ian this is all you he talked about your son uh, that's a great question uh, <laughs> talked about one of your sons yeah I think we have a lot more questions on the wing going forward than people assume I think because everybody's focused on center. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I obviously Tabrask and Pasternak are here for the long run. And then, I mean, that left side, we actually really need someone to step up. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Martian's here too, but I don't know how much longer that is. So it's a situation where I'm actually a lot more nervous about it, where I want to see one of the young guys really take off. Because if we are able to say, uh, to, figure out a top six center we're very quickly going to be looking at the wing situation going we are one short mm-hmm. and i don't think any of the guys in our system right now maybe lysel are going to be true top six guys but it's mm-hmm. it's it's lysel and it's everybody else thomas this actually kind of bleeds into um something i wanted to talk talk to you about on the show here okay um into the den mentioned Merkulov and Lysel and earlier in the show I mentioned Laura and you said you had something for him you went to a Springfield Providence Bruins game over the weekend yes sir what what did you see well I took the kid up so I was not expecting to watch as much of the game as I did Uh, she was mad into it like I've never seen her that into a game Uh, lots of great energy at the arena and it was great to see the bees uh, first period was a fucking disaster. I think they, the Bruins had 12 shots on goal and maybe four tape-to-tape passes. So <laughs> from that standpoint, I was frustrated as fuck watching this team. Uh, but I, my impressions mostly, I, I mean, I'll start right away, just the team itself. 
I've never been to a game in Springfield. I will absolutely go back. It was it was fun, and it's only forty minutes from me. Uh, very strange to see Massachusetts residents booing Bruins prospects, <laughs> and coupled with the fact that they're cheering St. Louis Blues prospects, it's very off-putting. I'm not. I don't know. It just felt fucking dirty. Um, the only thing that was more off-putting was there was some asshole with a neon green Radulov Stars jersey there. I'll throw that out for, for Ian. What the fuck are you doing in this town? Um, wild to see that. I really wanted to talk to him, but I did have my child with me, so I was like, I don't know if I can have a real conversation. That man's a, with a hero. That man's a fucking hero. I, I don't know, man. Maybe Radulov, too. Radulov. That's hilarious. Uh, I have gross. a Radulov shirt. <laughs> One thing um, that you pointed out that sounded even more off-putting was uh, old friend of the show, Steve Forney. Yeah, it was it was interesting to hear him downplay when uh, a Bruins prospect did something. Uh, <laughs> but good on him. Cool, uh, cool gig. Can't beat that gig for him. Some notes that I had real quick so we can get back to the last call because I really want to hit it. Uh, Kuntar. Loved watching him play. Uh, it felt like every single time uh, Springfield covered up that he was standing there in the blue with a fucking asshole smirk on his face, not giving a fuck, getting his face washed, just in the dirty areas every single fucking time and looked so indifferent to what was happening. Uh, really liked it. Like such a prick. He just, he just looked such... He, I, that's what I mean. Like He gave me uh, one of my favorite uh, Preds uh, players from when I was living down there and going to a lot of games was Hornquist, and he gave me a lot of horn, a uh, lot of a lot of horny vibes. If that it, sounds weird, doesn't it? But uh, yeah, yeah, a lot of Hornquist vibes, uh, where it's just like he's constantly there and unafraid of being in the dirty areas. If he gets any sort of earwork from a player like JVR, that would be ideal for his development this year because I really enjoyed watching that. I love I love those greasy players. Um, oh my god, if he ends up half the player as Hornquist is... Oh, it'd be amazing. That's what amazing. Success. Yeah. Maybe maybe, maybe a ring like Hornquist has. That'd be great. Uh, yeah, um, I will give you quickly the notes on Lorai that I had. Uh, yeah. His stats ended up looking halfway decent for the game, but it did not match my old eyeballs uh, when I was watching. Uh, the dude's... I mean, he's stable. He's, he's a big, lumbering body. He's stable. Kind of reminded me of uh, a disengaged Carlo at certain points during the games just look unaffected and he moves around like he just buried his childhood dog or something it was it was an interesting time watching him i've never seen him in person i've only watched him play for ohio state uh that's just the impression from the game at the end of the game i was like not impressed and then when i looked at the score sheet and saw the stats i was like all right he was one of the top shooters on the team <laughs> had good time on ice had a number of blocks like just he doesn't look phased. Unfortunately, it's the same type of play that we saw in preseason, but it didn't help his case in the preseason. I don't know if that makes any sense to you. Like that style of play didn't lend itself to, oh, this guy's making the fucking team. Right. Uh, he like was, Waba got kind of walked. Yeah, to a point. And I don't think he got walked uh, in, in Springfield the other day, but he doesn't look like he's emptying the tank. And mm -hmm. that is a problem for a lot of people. I know a lot of people had a problem with Carlo for, for that type of reason uh, his first couple of years until they kind of really saw what the guy's value is. Maybe it's going to be a similar case, but like I said, it looked like he buried his dog uh, 
an hour before the game and it was on his mind while he was playing just unaffected i i would say which is maybe a nod towards his confidence he knows he's capable of fucking doing what he needs to do there was a couple of times specifically in the last minute when we had a goaltender pulled uh that he did jump in on the play a little bit more than he did earlier in the game he's gonna be a good player he's got a body on him uh he he looked like a man amongst uh, a number of boys and and I will say Providence did look like a slightly smaller team between Merkulov, Kantar, Steen. Like they're they're not big bodies, uh, and he definitely stood out in that way. But yeah, that's that's my notes. Uh, Radulov, uh, green jersey, uh, wherever you are out in Springfield. Uh, the next time I see you, I'm buying you a beer and then probably screaming in your face. Buying you a beer and then smashing it over your head. Yes, yes. <laughs> Speaking of beer, also uh, Jake, who I believe is same jake that uh called earlier in the voicemails now that i know that you're somewhere around springfield the next time i go up i will hit you up would love to get some people together because it's right there next to the casino there's a sports bar there perfect spot to have a fucking beer before the game last call and uh arguably arguably are one of our favorite callers here what's up fellas this is john b pot we've gone through one week of nhl hockey and um, I wanted to send you a series of quick hitters just for conversation's sake. Two questions that are related through one week. Which of your takes are you least confident in? And which of your takes are you most confident in based on one week of hockey? And second, or third, I guess, who is your fuck it vibes team of the year? (laughs) Meaning, which team do you want to see outperform expectations? Because fuck it, vibes. Love your thoughts. Love your program. Love this team. Go bees. Go bees. Go bees. Go bees. Jobby, we love your thoughts. <laughs> please, please always call. Um, I actually love that question. The the fuck it vibes. But uh, Ian, do you have a take that you made last week that you're not? 100% feeling as much as you led to believe? Uh, well, no, I'm not feeling. Actually, as far as the takes I put on this pod, outside of the insane one with the Sharks uh, not breaking 40 points, which might uh, be I'm pretty confident in pretty much all of the hot takes. Okay. I think that, yeah, the ones that like the one that I feel really good about right now is the five players score uh, over 50 goals. I think that we double mm-hmm. it and 10 players score over 50 goals. That feels like already a lock with the way scoring has started the season. Yeah. I know that's ridiculous to say a week into the season, but <laughs> the people are fucking lighting a lamp. Yeah. So, so John B, your, uh, your, your answer from Ian is uh, Ian's hot takes were infallible. And uh, yeah, he's, he's, not, he's not walking. He's not walking oh, any of those back. Let me look at my standings predictions. Hold on. Give me a second here. Uh, Sabres third in the Atlantic. Uh, maybe. <laughs> yeah. uh, for me, it's for me, it's uh, Miro winning the Norris. Uh, not hot out the gate. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, he will recover, but not hot out the gate. So if I had to pick one uh, that two games, three games into the season, I'm not entirely stoked on it would probably be miro uh but love the dude and he's gonna have a great year um but yeah i guess that would be it and all of andrew's picks he's already feeling terrible about because that's 
No, I'm actually feeling damn fucking good about one of them. And it's the Canucks one. (laughs) It's the Kings one that they aren't that good and will miss the playoffs. They won five to one tonight. Blind squirrel finds not. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about the one that. If they won 5 1, they didn't find a nut, dude. They shot a rope. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Against the fucking Jets, too. Not like yeah. just some piss poor team. The, the, the take that I'm not feeling so hot about is that Saros will kick, will be kicking and screaming the Preds into the playoffs. Yeah, after watching them, Ian, you had a really good point. Uh, uh, during our previous show, who's going to score for the uh, Nashville Predators? The fact that that answer appears to be Colton Decisions, it's not a great answer. <laughs> hey, do you know what else doesn't help your point? Saros's stat line tonight. Not great. <laughs> 11 shots against, he got pulled. Uh, without even a full period passing, by the way. <laughs> Four goals allowed for a 636 save percentage. Well, Dude, hey, if got- we're doing fucking pumped well hey well hey we're gonna do skinner math which is like steiner math if you take <laughs> away the goals yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, for those seven saves against mcdavid and crew he looked amazing yeah <laughs> all that skinner math is the new steiner math calling it now i'm good with Dude, that we, oh, this skinner thing is gonna last all year he should know better than to do that kind of quote material you Ian, you put that on your new video, and I'm watching this, and I'm going, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. New bit. Right. New, new bit. bit. <laughs> uh, that, that'll wrap it for uh, for phone calls for the week. But, again, uh, jump on that, that chirp line. Hit us up, 860-506-5444. Uh, the number is also on our Twitter profile if you're following us oh, on Twitter. Oh, we didn't do our fucking vibes team. Who's our fucking vibes team? Oh, fuck, the vibes. Look at the vibes. The fuck the vibes. Uh, that's a great Coyotes. question. Ah, damn it. All right, hold on. Let me choose a different one. I, I like that answer. I'm, I, I got to stick with Preds just because I enjoy watching the Preds. Uh, yeah. This what is kind of vibes are they giving off? Uh, right now, I mean, not tonight, uh, rope vibes, but <laughs> but uh, <laughs> not not the good kind of rope. Uh, Can I... Do it. Can I can I choose Please a team that I'm anti vibes? Sure. Can I can I like Absolutely. they're gonna win a lot of games because they're like if they stay healthy this year. But they're doing the same fucking bullshit they did before. The fucking Islanders, man. They don't score, there but they don't no get vibes. scored on. They're just There's the no worst vibes. vibes. <sighs> they're gonna win it's, so many games an, that way. Is yeah. there an actual term for anti vibes? That's not anti vibes because that sounds clunky as fuck. Uh, cringe? No. Is there is there a cringe? Do we team? have any? Is are there any uh, Gen Z guys listening to this? Zach Taranko, where are you, dude? Tell us, tell us the cool shit. Give us Call an anti vibe term. Give us the hip young lingo for us. Yeah, that's that's you just proved the point of what I'm about to say is the. Uh, I know I'm not as old as you guys. I know I'm not, but I have realized that anytime I try to use lingo. From a generation younger than me, I just sound like a fucking idiot. Yeah, I just sound like the oldest person on the planet. It's... All right, <laughs> whatever, man. Yeah. It's my feelings that you're sometimes. I sometimes me. I just like to throw the word "bet" out there in the middle of conversation, uh, and just hope that it works. 
because that I did that during cool I, I did, did that. that during a fucking wedding. You fucking dork. Let's do predictions. <laughs> I say the word neat so often that yeah. my boss bought me a shirt that said neat on it. Yeah. I love that word. Dude. I don't think I've, I can... picked, I've <laughs> picked that up from your vernacular. It's your fault. Yep. It's a I fantastic word. I all the time I like, now. I like using neat and I'm still convinced I'm going to bring back butthole because like calling somebody a butthole is always so satisfying to me. Like, like dude, it's so common. You're it's such so a butthole, dude. You're just a butthole. Oh god, that's a good one. All right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's and you know what so else is awesome bad. about the word butthole? What? You can pluralize it on on multiple parts. You, uh, there's a bunch of buttholes here, or you're being a butts hole because it's the same word. Butts hole. You've really thought about this. Absolutely. Look, man, <laughs> I sit up at night and just think about buttholes. Predictions, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> go back. Go uh, back. At, at sharks. At kings. At ducks. So first, the toothy guys at Sharks. Andrew, give it to me. Andrew, by the way, you get to go first on all three of these because you were fucking off all predictions last week. So that's how we're running this. Hey, I was still two and zero. So suck my dick. Mm. All right. <laughs> this is the first game where we lead wire to wire. We don't have to come from behind. I say it's a four-one dub, empty net or late. I got three-one. And I think very similar. I think we actually dominate uh, possession. I think we dominate play. Uh, we're going to let in a stupid soft one at some point on a bad transition. That's about it. I don't think I don't think San Jose has anything to bring to the table. Yeah, I'll go with a four-two classic middle ground kind of kind of dub. There you go. Just because both of your scores look very good, and I just can't copy them. <laughs> So I have to add an extra goal for the Sharks. <laughs> I don't even feel good about them scoring two against us. I know. Whatever. <laughs> Andrew, Whatever. Uh, the royalty of Los Angeles. What are you thinking? Royalty. Uh, this game is much closer. Yeah. Um, I still am holding on tight to my take that, that they're not that good. And but and they prove it here. Three, two, duh. Game's close. But they come up short because their goaltending is, um, as Thomas would say, a butt's hole. It's it's butt cheeks. It's ass. It's buttholes. Yeah. Uh, Ian, go ahead. I think it's gonna be a four-three dub. I think this one's gonna be switching leads and uh, more goals going in than you like to see when your team's playing. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really want to pick the first loss of the season here because it feels like the right time to do it. Uh, but until they lose a game, this team's undefeated, and I will not put that uh, that juju on him. Uh, 3-2 dub. I'll, I'll match Ian, or uh, Andrew here. I, f- I feel 3-2. Remember, Ian, that matching scores is allowed. Oh, I know. I just It, it just feels early to do it. Uh, I'm going to go first for the Ducks because this is going to be a third game on a road trip with multiple rookies in the lineup. This is going to be our first loss of the season in a really frustrating fashion. It is going to be a three to one loss. First of all, Thomas already put out the parameters of who was going first, so that prediction does not count. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. He already wrote it down. I don't care. (laughs) I just. Andrew, go ahead. You ruined the bit that I was going to (laughs) do. 
Go ahead, give us. Because I was going to say that yours doesn't count. I was going to delete it and then put three one, three one loss for myself. But <laughs> I actually agree. Well, with Andrew, you, you can. Uh, Damn it, I hate the same scores with me. <laughs> I, I, I agree. I agree with Ian wholesale, and I'm going to put the same score as him because it's what I believe, not what he believes. Three. I hate when Andrew agrees with the score I chose. It's like yeah. such a damning thing. Three game in third game in four nights with travel. Two rookies with travel. lineup, like you said, with travel. This is the back to back. Feels feels feel, feels like a loss. I hate. Oh, the is this the back to back? Yeah, this yeah. is the back to back. Oh, I'm gonna be dead. It's fine. Yep. R.I.P. Here lies a butthole. It's an eight o'clock game if it makes means anything. Here, here lies a butthole. Yeah, it's actually for West Coast. There's only one real late game. It's actually it's actually not too bad. Yeah. Um. So I get it. It's it's the back to back. So this is the tail end of a, a road trip with these rookies. Blah blah. blah. Uh, both rookies are going to score. They're going to win the game three one. Oh! Same scores, but I got a dub. Yeah. Fuck you guys until they lose. They ain't losing. I'm putting that both rookies score on here too because if you get that right, you win the week regardless of how the differentials going. <laughs> That's not how it fucking works. Oh, it works like that now. My God, that would be incredible. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not how that works because it's not going to be my favor, but still. <laughs> And there's your predictions for the week brought to you by insert sponsor here. If you guys want to sponsor us, hit us up. Uh, we will start taking your money as soon as you have it. Um, <laughs> any closing thoughts this week, boys? Uh, uh, no, not really. The low quality channels back in full swing. Fuck so yeah, it is. Feel Jeez. free to stop uh, stop by, and we're starting a weekly segment that was very low quality as I try to figure that out. Uh, some new uh, new characters to introduce. I didn't see if you posted so, uh, what Andrew was talking about earlier. I didn't see what that post was, but I did enjoy the uh, the interactions between low quality Preds fan, where you just refused to admit the penalty situation the other night because that shit was infuriating. How many penalties would it take that game? It was like eight? We seven. Seven, but they it's technically eight because they scored on a delayed penalty. Yeah. So I would say as frustrating as as it was, six of them were probably good calls. Uh yeah. the team, <laughs> team needs to clean that shit up a little bit. Uh but it was very irritating because it was just like the hands were up nonstop. What it it's that point where like you they get calls so many calls that you start to go, that's such a bullshit call before you even yeah. see the replay, and then you see the replay, and you're like, God damn it, it's another yeah. good call. And it's, and it's uh, I think... Well, I, you don't have this conversation with us every year. Yeah, yeah. About yeah, the refs. It's, yeah. it's it's frustrating. But more than anything, it's like, I, I, I get they're actually committing these penalties, but at a certain point where it's just like, just fucking let them play and stop calling the dumb shit. But to Ian's point, then they replay the dumb shit, and you're like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Hey, you know what? At least the penalty kill the the penalty kill is showing they're in top form. The special teams the other night was on display. <laughs> Both plays so for good. better or for worse. It was, so it was nice. It was, um, they killed off three separate five on threes. The four minute kill was great too. Four minute kill was huge. Yeah. Yeah. Huge. Yeah, huge. Um, huge. I got nothing else. So, folks, this has been another episode of Short Shift Podcast. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, all of our accounts are nonstop, uh, especially Andrews. He will have you ask him anonymous questions at random hours of the night. Uh, so be sure to follow him. 
Ian's uh, YouTube channel is fucking great. It's better than this podcast, so feel free to unsubscribe oh, the podcast and follow the YouTube channel because he gets <laughs> way more in depth. And uh, I have nothing else to promote other than if you want to buy me a beer at the next Providence game, hit me up. Go Breeze! Go Breeze! Gambler or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. 1800, you dick. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I said, isn't it? I do this every day. This is what I do. You said 1800. 1800 gambler death. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs>